Hey y'all, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos on our favorite shows. My name is Cece, and my wine of choice today is Gian Bellino. If I'm butchering your name, please forgive me. <laughs> English is my first and damn near only language, but it is the Peach Bellini wine, and it's so good. So I just want to do something a little cute today, because I'm already about to go out and drink after I leave. So I yes, yes. That looks tasty. I'm actually going the red route today. So you will be proud. I actually went with, yes, with a candy oak. Well, Canyon Oaks, Jesus. And it's a Ziffendale. So it's a dark Ziffendale by Canyon Oaks. It's really good. It's cheap, but it gets the job done. So I tried to shake things up a bit today. Honey, it ain't nothing bougie over here. I love me a cheap one. <laughs> Straight to the point. This episode, this episode was interesting. This It had, it for was. me... This episode had some dry moments, but it also had some pivotal moments too. And so I'm gonna let you start with giving Candace a good read because I know that's why you came here today. <laughs> so I just want to say that Candace is a fucking hypocrite. Shout out to the people that actually interact with our Twitter. Make sure you guys are following our Twitter is Rewind and Recap. We're actually gonna start doing TikToks, reacting to shows as we watch them. So make sure you guys follow us on TikTok as well. But yeah, Candace is a hypocrite. I don't like the fact that she attacked Ashley. You very blatantly body shamed her, call her why body, and then turn around and said you weren't body shaming her. You always talk about yeah. her. Like that's very elementary. And I just want Candace to grow up. Like I don't even want to just yeah, elaborate on her true. because it, it will literally be talking like it will it will be beating a dead horse. Like she yeah, is that horse is dead and beaten and downtrodden and I agree I was just interject real quick and say I agree with that because I, I hate it when she was like that's not body shaming you literally said she is wide body like that literally has the word body in your insult and so that just really annoyed me because like she was yelling and then two seconds later I'm sorry I just went like bitch are you psychotic like I really think Candace might be a little cuckoo and I don't e I don't even believe her apologies at this point because it feels like they're just coming out her ass like if they don't even feel genuine she'll just apologize the next thing you know she's testing you out and calling you a big-headed wide-body bitch and I just I don't have anything for Candace anymore at this point she needs so anyway anyway on to the important news so you mentioned something about messy Mia and I might have missed that maybe I was drinking or I don't know what the fuck but I missed this moment it's just Mia constantly misconstruing words or taking repeating things in a way that she wants it to be perceived mm -hmm. and then stirring the pot mm -hmm. Karen told her to tell Giselle that she understands that she is hurting mm -hmm. and that you know it like what she said at her venue was not mean and Mia yeah. went back and was like she said you owe her an apology and the word she owes me uh, an apology okay. It never not come came out, out of her case. mouth. So what Correct. I'm saying is Mia is constantly bringing back a bone that yeah. did not need to be there. Like, baby, if y'all life depended on a game of telephone and Mia was on mm -hmm. your team, you might as well go ahead and get the crematory ready, baby, okay? Yeah, yeah. She definitely mixes up messages. And I, I feel like, one, you too old for that because why you can't get the message right? And, and it's on purpose. And then if you're going to bring back a bone, bring back the right bone. She always brings back the wrong fucking bone. Like, it's like, <laughs> nobody was even chewing on this. Like, where'd you get this from? So I, I don't know what's Mia's deal. I don't know if she does it intentionally and she really does have bad memory. Or she is just, like, 
subtly Messy. trying to stir the pot. Yeah, trying to stir the Messy. pot and hide her hands. You know, because, you know, in housewife history, bitches let to do that. Throw a rock and act like they didn't throw shit. So I, I hope Mia's not going to become that housewife. But because of her pattern so far and not being able to get facts straight, I feel like she might be going down that road of, you can't tell this bitch nothing. Like, because she's not going to ever get right. Much is. Very much Yeah. Is. So I don't know. I hope she redeems her, herself because, I, like I said, I like Mia. And I want to like Mia. Like, on a personal level, her storyline, we've talked in depth about her storyline with her mom and stuff and just her family. I feel like outside the group she is so likable and so warm i don't know what happens to her when she gets to the group it's like something just what i feel about mia mia reminds me of a lot of people where it's like it can be shitty people that have good things about them Mm -hmm. i have someone that is very close (laughs) to me Uh who because we are family i mean i can't stop talking to them because i'm currently not talking to them right now Mm -hmm. but i feel like there are good attributes to shitty people and I feel like that's what Mia is like mm. yeah she has this very warm and gentle side but at the core of who she is she's messy and I just could never see myself being friends with somebody who does stuff Damn. like that you think because that's I don't, the, like you think yeah. that's the core of who she is or you I, think that's the defense yeah. mechanism I feel like it's the intention at the end of at the end of the day defense mechanisms are why you need to go to therapy so that way you are not reacting negatively to things that happen so I don't really have too much grace for Mia with her mom's situation absolutely 100% feel her Mm -hmm. I love the fact that she was so mature about it but like you're like you said you're too grown y'all 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 40 y'all 40 bro y'all oh yeah (laughs) most of them very much Giselle like (laughs) baby Giselle y'all y'all are on life alert status just stop and it's like it's at what age do you stop being messy I don't, I don't think it. it's going to end for Giselle. There's no end no, in sight ever. for Miss Giselle. She's been ever. trying to work on herself since like season three and it's, it ain't happened. It's not Girl. working. Speaking of Giselle. Wow, Mia. <laughs> mm. Her talk with her daughters about Jamal. I thought that was very interesting. Those I thought girls it was are wise beyond their years. Oh, yeah. And we say this every week because it's very true. And I started watching season four just because I got bored this week. And this is a sidebar, but there was one episode where Giselle was getting ready to go on a trip and she showed her daughters this like bathing suit. And they were like, you have the worst fashion sense ever. And I was like, damn, even your children know that you can't dress. Anyway, I just feel like those girls are amazing. I don't feel like they really needed that talk. I feel like Giselle needed to have that talk out loud just to feel yeah. like she was doing something because I feel like those girls already knew from the jump when y'all started rekindling it, everything that that shit was right. over. Especially and, the older one. She's like... Yeah, yeah. Grace ain't no fool. My daddy. Grace <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daddy. I'll pass. I like two Christmases, actually. Thank you. Yeah. And like the fact that, you know, they're just like, they don't want her to be alone. But it's like, I mean, I know y'all got cable at y'all house. Y'all don't see the way your mama act. (laughs) So I understand that the point of the show is not supposed to be um, seen in the light of like them reflecting on what was seen on the show. Does that make sense? Like, you know, on reality TV, it's like we see it. But when they when they carry on the drama into the new seasons, you're not talking about it. But it's like, I really just want them kids to be like, mom, do you actually watch your episodes? Yeah. Do you see yourself? Yeah. Like, I feel like and it's like and, you know, I hate bringing people kids into it, but they grown at this point. Kind of they grown enough. I feel like they're going to be the type of women 
that grow up and realize that their mom is miserable and minimize their interaction with her if Giselle if Giselle doesn't get a grip on herself like you are a negative nasty ass person you just are yeah that's the sad part and I I want that to happen but like if you don't change what do you expect who are you lying to about your situation with Jamal because Jamal and the kids mm. know what it is. You're the only mm-hmm. person that's being delusional and taking mm. out everybody else around you. I'm gonna jump so quickly to this goddess brunch. I know we got. I know we got. I don't Okay, but I just feel like you know she kind of just. I'm gonna say it. Did it for the cameras because I think those girls already knew. She felt like she had to do it to be a good mom and say I don't want them to be like me, make the same mistakes and da 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 da. Girl, them children ain't trying to follow your path at all. Yeah. Oh, so let me let me touch on that too. Let me touch on that because here's my thing. I hate when people try to say for the kids, for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. Baby, your kids are wiser than you. So at this point, stop using your kids as a crutch for you to go back to the the root of your pain and to continue to reliving it. Mm -hmm. Like if you want your daughters to see you a certain way, like I just feel like me, a wise person does not repeat mistakes that they've seen somebody else do. Mm-hmm. so personally Giselle was my mom and I know that my dad is a serial cheater and I got multiple siblings because of my dad's infidelity mm-hmm. I would not dare be like my mom so you don't mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to educate them them kids to, like you said them kids told you from jump yeah where it was at they already knew you wanted you to dip your to... finger you wanted to dip your finger in the communion cup she the collection plate had already passed. Why did you she need to, to be delivered? Girl, I just mm-mm. I I don't know what to say about Giselle. I have nothing to say about Giselle. I love her kids, and that's all yes. I <laughs> that's all I gotta say. I love the kids. All right, all speaking of messiness and messy relationships, you know, we gotta revisit Candace and Chris this week because last week was quite explosive for them. So, what do you have to say? I know this is your favorite housewife, your favorite cast member ever. <laughs> Child, she just stresses me out. And like I said, like my prediction is I just don't see her and Chris making it for very long. Mm. Like I just don't see it because as much as I hate to have to agree with women, I just feel like the way that Candace talks to Chris her communication is non-existent. It's very mm-hmm. bratty. She does not know mm-hmm. how to apologize within ter- without turning around and then attacking people. That mm-hmm. is your husband. If nothing else, you should have peace in your home. And that's not to mm-hmm. say that life is supposed to be perfect, but she is just a bitch. Like I, there's no yeah. other way to put it. Like she is a bitch. And it's going to come a point in time where Chris is going to get tired of her shit. Mm-hmm. Because sweetie, at the end of the day, although he may be looking like um, a, a house husband at this point, your show and you bringing him on here is getting him national attention. People know right. that he's a chef. So even if he decides to move beyond you, just like Peter with his club in Charlotte, because of yeah. who you are affiliated with and the exposure you got from TV, Chris going to be all right. Yeah. You and that singing career that depend on us to buy that music, they not. So Listen. I hope whatever you getting that degree in is something that you can apply to the real world. Because between that attitude and the way you talk to your husband, you're going to be sleeping next to that degree at night, sis. Listen, cozy up. Because the thing that really 
blows my mind about this entire argument, it was not the fact that she was fighting with her husband about him not working, not supporting her, not having a job. It was the complete opposite. She was actually ungrateful that he couldn't have 10 arms and three heads and be everything for her all at one time. And why are you working? And why I've never heard of, especially a black woman complain about a man working. And I'm, I'm, I was just baffled by this whole, like last two episodes, I've just been so confused. Cause it's like, bitch, this man wants to work, but he also wants to support your dying musical career. And Girl. you can't seem to like be appreciative of that. Like, you know how many women don't have that? He want to still Girl. keep his job and not even have you give him not even one coin for being your husband, sure. He's not accepting nothing from you, but a lot of mouth and attitude. And it's just like- it's She just must want Ken to do Isaac. That's what she want him to be, That's what okay? she wants. <laughs> That's what she wants. Because I've never seen a woman complain about a man supporting her, undying, the undyingly supporting her and still maintaining Steve his job. Steve really love. Wanting, Mm. Damn. Sorry, that there. Damn, sorry. Um, I just I I don't understand Candace. I don't. I try every season. I try to, and now when I look back on other seasons, I'm just like, why did I like you? You were like a little angry chipmunk, and she the has more some good I, fits I, and she good has hair some good moments. fits. Absolutely, you tell she's a bad girl, but her personality, like even looking back on her old stuff, it's like she can't apologize. If she does, two seconds later, she's literally cussing you out again. It's like. You have no balance emotionally and maybe yeah. mentally. And it's just like, I, I don't see how Chris does it. And I, I mean, I also predicted a fail to their marriage, but it's like some people like chaos. Chris might love it. So I don't know. I hope they can work it. I hope she can get therapy and deal with her mommy issues. That's really where all this shit is stemming from. And hopefully she can have a better marriage. But if she doesn't, I, I, I just don't want Chris to stick around because she talks to him like he a damn slave <laughs> like and again like you said i can't wait to get to this um that is lunch listen so, since we talking about candace and her being a pageant girl and her shit being together i can't wait to we gonna but we gonna get there, we'll get there. <laughs> exactly exactly about that. <laughs> exactly exactly was it a franklin there. is that what We're, you said baby r-e-s-p-e-c-t i know what it means to me <laughs> Oh, Jesus. W-T-F-W-I-G. <laughs> oh, man. I was not, this, Candace has never had bad hair. And I was just so disappointed. That's one thing she has never had is bad. She's had a question about outfit fuck is or that two. Weed? She got that but from she's Giselle never, House. She did. She'd been hanging out with Giselle too long because I've never seen Candace with bad hair, ever. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Girl. Anyway, we'll get there. This lunch between <clears throat> ashley and karen wow you know i love my auntie karen she just is messy she want to be did you see her on the gram in her in I her didn't. louis vuitton shades hold on giving the look. girls giving the girls bleach beyonce i said i know that's right auntie karen let me see it i hold know on. that's right miss huga i just started week, following karen. the girls I oh too long. i saw it on my on my oh! Don't she look good? She looked the fuck good. Giselle could learn a thing or and look at Raven. Aww. Raven looks gorgeous. I knew Raven's gonna like grow up to be gorgeous just in the early seasons because she just had great yes. facial features. Giselle's daughters too. And it's like oh the yeah, kids got, the kids on the, the kids. show have more sense than anybody 
on but the it's cast. like that it's like that with every franchise like the beverly hills kids um the atlanta kids like it's just like these kids look better and got better sense than all of y'all cynthia bailey's daughter wow. is ahead of her I time love, love ahead of her time world. her dad is so well too mm-hmm. yes but um Leon oh my is that god guy. Karen, see, Karen need to give her team a raise. Giselle need to fire hers. Girl. girl. I know that's right. Okay, I'm sorry. A moment. Okay, I was stuck for a second too, so I get it. This lunch. (laughs) Ashley, you know what? This is the whole series. You see, I'm trying to hold a mic so it'll be a little bit better. This is is my whole thing with these shows from Basketball Wives to Mm -hmm. The Housewives. Stop trying to make me be nice to bitches I don't like. Please. Mm-hmm. You trying to say that you love both Karen and Giselle when Giselle has equally dragged you in all the seasons and has mixed you up in mess in all the seasons? I want to understand why you feel like you need to tell Karen that she needs to make peace with this woman. Yeah, I now, thought that was Ash's way of being messy. Yes. I appreciate the fact that, but believe it or not, I don't feel like Ashley was being messy in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't going back and taking and saying wrong things. So that I did appreciate about her. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, girl, that's not your place. Because at the yeah. end of the day, this same person has caused harm to you verbally and has hurt your feelings. So don't tell me how to process my shit because mm-hmm. of what she's going through and using the fact that oh you know she's going through xyz so bitch i got life mm-hmm. happening to me too giselle's yeah. is not a reason or an excuse for her to be able to talk down on the other women on the show it's just not like she has when on mean girls raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by giselle bryant hell i'm raising my hand too she didn't tell <laughs> no, my we nurse. both raise our hands <laughs> from hell, the yeah. outfits to her attitude she I'm trying to stress me out every single season when I tell you almost every character not every character every cast member on this show has grown on me I have never had a moment where I have liked Giselle yeah. never not She's throughout funny, this whole like she, yes she has been a nasty bitch this entire mm-hmm. franchise run I can't I can't. No, I agree. I agree with you that it wasn't Ashley's place. She might not have been messy. And I'm going a, I'm to, a, I'm a, you know, charge it to the game of her not being messy because she did have a baby present. I hope she wasn't being messy in the presence of her child. I'm but sorry. I do feel like it was it was typical Ashley putting her little light-skinned toe where it don't belong and, like, trying to mend stuff where it's, like, it's not your business. Like, this has nothing to do with you. Why are you trying to, oh, why don't you guys do that? No, don't too old ass women can sort it out themselves they're both 50 plus they don't need your help Ashley they don't need you at all and I just feel like if Karen and Giselle want to fix it they'll fix it which we'll get to the lunch and they actually Mm -hmm. made an attempt to fix it I don't think Ashley needed to be involved in that period because my thing is nothing what what were you gonna do go back and take another bone to Giselle like that's my thing with this whole that's what I feel like it was low-key messy you like you wanted to know just to see if she was gonna say anything but like I said I can't appreciate that she did not take any information when she did talk to Karen she talked to Karen and it wasn't like well Giselle said this you know what I'm saying so that I could appreciate about Ashley but let me hold my tongue because we haven't seen next week's episode girl just tells me that she's probably going to relay some type of 
information now they've reconciled that's just mm-hmm. how this group works you know she always does her and her her and her breast milk <laughs> girl i can't oh robin's the therapy. therapy session this was really good this is really good for me because i felt like even though we've kind of been you know judging robin i kind of got an idea of where she was coming from just a little bit because it was like okay you did hold Juan down for a while instead of him coming down so hard on you verbally right now, mm-hmm. why not use this time to lift you up and support you? And so I did understand where she was coming from when it came to that. And I can see how, cause I've been in places where it's like, this is just not a good season in my life. I'm not feeling creative. I'm having like content creator block and all that tough love shit don't work for me. Sorry, my Pisces heart can't take it. And that's not a way to get me to work hard. Sorry, I need to get there on my own or you need to give me a little tender love. And so I can see how she was like, that shit ain't working for me. That does not make me want to get up and do better. If you're telling me I'm not attractive, get the fuck up. You know, you're not doing nothing with your life. I don't, that's not going to make nobody feel motivated. So I do kind of feel mm-hmm. like in a way his words are beating her while she's down. Like sis is legit depressed. You know what I mean? And if someone's clinically depressed, you can't just be like verbally beating them or trying to give them tough love because not everyone receives motivation in the same way. And so it did kind of make me empathize with her in that scene, to be honest with you. Yeah girl I it's like like I said I can appreciate the fact that Robin has acknowledged that there's an issue and is taking step mm-hmm. forward to mm-hmm. heal it bring your friend mm-hmm. with you next time mm-hmm. and drop her off at the door and let her know that she can't lie to the therapist if she wants to really be a better person so that's all I have for that but I yeah definitely her lifting Juan up when he was going through his stuff and then um, him kind of turning on her is like, okay, yeah, I it makes sense, but I'm still on Robin neck for that shit with Wendy. Yeah, true, true, I'm, true. I'm glad that you are getting help within your personal home life, mm-hmm. but I'm still on your ass about how you treated Wendy. And then I was having a moment this week because I flashed back to when she said to Robin, to Wendy, or in her confessional, whatever, you know, I see you. That just lets me know you didn't support me all along, blah, 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 blah. Like, bitch, you meddle, you and Giselle meddle in everybody's relationship and stuff all the time. But when someone wanna meddle, when somebody wanna meddle in your stuff, you wanna cry trauma and trigger because your friend who, you know, is no longer with us, like hurt you or whatever. And that's fine, but you can't use that as a crutch whenever you want to. Every time somebody gives you a taste of your own medicine, because they weaponize their pain, and I don't absolutely, absolutely. And Wendy was not really Wendy apologized genuinely. She knows that they have a relationship, and it's like she wasn't coming from a truly malicious place. But when you attack my relationship, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna I'm gonna come for yours. A dig for a dig, yeah. I'm gonna be petty. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not that delivered yet. And so if you're gonna sit here and try to come at me and talk about blogs and my husband cheating on me when y'all have really cheated on y'all. And um, embarrassed y'all multiple times. Absolutely, you're not even married yet, sis. It took a lot for him just to do that, to propose. So- Cause I don't think he wanted to. You know, Michael didn't say he was going to. I think him and Michael got a a bromance that is more than a bromance, but that's a conversation for another day. And I feel like it's gonna come out. I don't think that Juan is down low. I just don't think that he I, wants I don't to be know. Robin. But I don't you know, know what I'm So here, here's my logic to just even bring it back to Juan and Robin. This mm-hmm. is how I feel. Like personally, 
the reason one of the reasons well one obviously because cheating is just my deal breaker but one reason why I feel like I can never go back to someone that cheated on me especially mm-hmm. to the point in which Juan and Jamal have done Giselle and Robin is sometimes mm-hmm. I think that when you take back a man that has hurt you that deeply they don't value you yeah. so then sometimes the proposals the marriage the extra kids become like a here type thing not like mm-hmm. oh I really want to be here yeah but that's what I'm saying I don't get that from Juan but I just don't know that I feel like Juan genuinely wants to be there yeah because it is fucked up that he's kicking her while she's down if you love somebody why would you do that you know what I'm very saying? true very so, true that's kind of like my stance on it but that's a really good point michael is a messy ass bitch so i ain't no telling what the hell he got going on he just that's a really me. good point like though, his wife that's a really good point i didn't think about that because it's like when a man genuinely loves you and you like down he's gonna support you and lift you up lovingly you know and if robin's complaint or concern or issue right now is that he's not doing that then it does make you like pose the question of like, does he really love her? Is he just there because of the kids? Is he just there because well, we don't been familiar. here all this time? Yeah. It's familiar. Very We're in the same much, house. Very much less proximity. Edge, which niggas think is a love song, and it ain't. Yeah, right. And so it's like we ain't getting no younger bitch. We might as well do it. Might as well. And I don't want that kind of. I don't want to be tolerated. And I yeah. feel like Juan might be in a place where it's like we got kids. We've been together in the same house over a decade and shit. Like might as well. And it's like I don't want that. And it just makes me think like it look makes me look differently at their relationship. Interesting. I, I say that all the time. Like I don't want no shut up proposal. I don't ever yes! want to feel like I forced his hand to do this. Like yeah. I don't need you to be obsessively in love or like I need you to be in love but not obsessively in love with me. Yeah. I don't ever want a man to feel like, damn, I, I guess I better marry this bitch or else she, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. not what I, I want. want I want you to do this because it's like, I love you. Right. I want to build with you. I want you to be the mother of my kids. I don't mm-hmm. want to do life without you. Yeah. And I want it to come from a nigga who I do not have to give multiple chances because bitch, I don't Absolutely. give second chances. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the transparency. Anyway. So it's like, <laughs> like girl I've had my share of dealing with stupid shit so it's like Mm -hmm. I'm over it like get it like the first time if I gotta walk away for you to appreciate me then you don't need to have me I don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. how much you change or grow let the next bitch benefit from it I'm good no I agree I agree that's interesting I see now I'm interested to see how like what's gonna cause the fight between her and Juan too because you're gonna have that blow up they're gonna have that blow up somewhere in the season gonna get in that infinity and and skirt off on I saw I said no one got money now I'm screaming I think that might be Michael Carr, but let me see. <laughs> I am going to princess. be, I'm going to be a messy queen about that until I get answers. This goddess lunch. Woo! We finally, mess. finally. Ashley and Candace's reconciliation was some bullshit. Candace was still being a dick. <laughs> and that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. Ashley even being able to dig deep and find a nice thing to say about Candace would have been way better than me because I would just been like I ain't got nothing to say mama said mm-hmm. if you ain't got a nice to say don't say nothing at all next card so. I need to work on it um so I agree I think the apology was bullshit and I feel like you know something's gonna happen in the next episode where it will be void and moot because typically mm-hmm. Candace's apologies are 
And so I just felt like it was performative. She was doing it because it was a goddess lunch. That was a theme. So she thought it would be great to go with the theme and apologize. I thought it was a bullshit apology. And I agree. I have nothing else to say there. So, but they were good sports. They pulled out, you know, some type of compliment out their ass about each other. Kudos to them. So um, Giselle, Wendy, and Robin reconciling, I feel like that was maybe a little more genuine. I could definitely appreciate Wendy and Robin's conversation. Mm-hmm. More so than Giselle, because Giselle just came to the event with bad energy, bad mm-hmm. vibes. And mm-hmm. I truly do think that Robin and Wendy are capable of reconciling their friendship mm-hmm. um, and coming to better terms. They're able to have a conversation one on one without everybody else involved. I don't mm-hmm. blame Wendy for not wanting to really hear what Giselle had to say because Giselle started the shit and like Mm -hmm. you're not sincere about it because you're not taking ownership and then to say like you are my friend I take ownership for not bringing it straight to you but it's like you don't even want people to talk about shit that's true about you so why did you feel the need to start up some shit that was a rumor that doesn't make sense to me so you gotta remind me what what was the reconciliation between Wendy and Robin? I just remember when Robin giving her a quick compliment and she was like, I'm gonna leave it there and keep it short. I don't remember them like apologizing. And I watched that episode yes, twice. Maybe I was just really? missing shit. She basically was just like, um, she appreciates how she puts her family first or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and Wendy was just kind of like, you know, you appreciate it's how much like, that you right. were spreading a, a rumor about it. So it's like, you know, she does put her family first. And Robin mm-hmm. definitely could have said something more than that. But yeah. like the reconciliation, <clears throat> I feel like it's kind of like, it's still fragile because y'all need to have a real conversation. And right now in front of everybody is not- Absolutely. It, but it Especially did, Giselle. It, it, it came across more genuine than the other apologies that floated around. For so. sure. I definitely feel like Robin and Wendy will benefit from a one-on-one because mm-hmm. they were actually like- building a bond you know before yeah. all this like they, their kids was hanging out and everything so, so it's like so much I, to the point like, where I thought Ascala was Wendy's friend and not Robin's I didn't realize yeah. that she met Ascala through Robin mm-hmm. but yeah, go ahead. yeah. so I felt no you good I feel like they would definitely benefit from a one-on-one and I think once that happens they can probably go leaps and bounds because if Wendy if mm-hmm. Robin and Ashley can form a genuine friendship after Ashley was coming for her and her taxes and being bankrupt and are you really happy with Juan for like three seasons straight I think Robin and Wendy can definitely recover from this I just think yeah. it needs to be sans Giselle without but I, I feel like I feel like it will be more so Robin that can like get past it. Wendy don't play about her family. Mm, so I don't mm, know that Wendy mm-hmm. will be able to really be like, yeah, I can let this bitch back around me. I think she'll forgive it, but she won't forget. She's going to be yes. keeping eyes on Robin for sure. Very much. Chow. The tantrums, the attitude, the just this, the I don't want to be here obviousness in her attitude. Like, mm-hmm. we just have so many other moments within this lunch to address her that is yeah. like, let's just, let's just get to the real. Team. Yeah. Candace bringing up Jamal and Giselle. Yes. So I'm gonna let you have that. Yes, because I was one, I feel like that was the one moment, you know, Candace was being genuine. 
And it is true. You don't get to see Giselle open up very often because she's always, you know, trying to crack a joke or in somebody else's business or trying to, you know, deflect from her own shit by getting in your shit. And I Mm -hmm. think that moment of Candace kind of saying, you know, how did that really make you feel? And Giselle being transparent enough to say, oh, it hurt me. But what really caught me, because we all know it hurt you, bitch, that any woman knows that. What really caught me, what really caught me was when she was like, oh, I knew you know before the, I was like wait a minute it's just like I don't know why but that threw me so bad that she had our and Jamal told her about it and she's just like oh life is fine we're good Da-da-da-da. like you just living your life knowing this man cheat on you yet again embarrass you on national tv yet again embarrass your children yet again and it's like he's the father of your children yes that doesn't that does not mean that he gets a pass that does not mean that you just like can be hunky-dory with him like no nah, this nigga need to pay you know any he, he, he needs to pay and I just I don't know like I just it really shocked me that she knew about it all this time and was just going on as if it was just okay it's fine nothing's wrong we're good he's my friend we're still friends why are you calling this nigga your friend and you're letting your daughter see him call. You can be a co-parent and not be friends. You don't have to be friends. But she anyway, still wants that man. I, I feel like she does too. I feel like she wants to be the first lady. She wants to be like, she wants that position again. She wants a notoriety. And it's like, girl, what you searching for at 50? What are you searching for in half a century that you don't know? Herself have? and thinking that she could find it in oh, other damn. people. That's her problem. Damn. So let me drag her because at first I was gonna let you go just ahead, have, but now it has brought. Go me. ahead, because your, your wrist is ready to pull across the floor. Her saying, "Like, oh, it hurt my kids." No, bitch, it hurt mm-hmm. you because them kids been new. Them kids didn't give a damn. So you trying to make Karen apologize under the guise of, "Oh, it hurt my kids, my mm-hmm. kids, my kids, my kids." Them that kids the ain't thinking thing. about that shit because nope. they told your simple ass to leave their daddy where he was at. From the gym. You're trying to weaponize those kids so that way you can skip out on accountability for all of the shit that you have stirred. And for you to be mad that Monique brought that binder of receipts because you bitches tend to forget the way that things work out. This is why this is a Monique stand account. People can say what they want, but Monique <laughs> pissed me off the least and I have consistently liked her throughout this franchise mm-hmm. let me tell you something I don't know what sign Monique is but as a Taurus bitch I'm gonna calculate all my receipts and I'm gonna let you keep running your mouth and I'm gonna take Taurus. notes so I got bullet points on every damn thing that you said so I can show you why you wrong with receipts I'm mm-hmm. not doing it you were wrong for what you said about Ray. You have been wrong for what you said about everybody on this show. You are the queen of picking and creating a bone, bringing it back to the group, and then wanting to act like it wasn't that deep or that wasn't your intention. You are too fucking Mm -hmm. old to not understand accountability. I have zero remorse for Giselle. I understand that that hurt people hurt people, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, 
you got to start holding them hurt people the fuck accountable because your behavior has hurt other families on this show. So I'm sorry. Don't nobody give a damn about how you claim your kids felt because imagine mm-hmm. how Chase is going to feel when he grows up and is able to Google his mama and see yeah. how you tried to say that he didn't belong to his damn daddy and then try mm-hmm. to act like it did get it got brought on the show because of Chris and Monique. No, bitch, it got brought on the show because of you. Yeah. I'm confused and I I appreciate Karen for being a bigger woman and apologizing for hurting the kids and even wanting to move forward because I don't feel like Karen has ill intentions absolutely not Giselle for who she is and it's like for the sake of the group she tries to tolerate her Karen is a better woman than me because Giselle's head would have been in that charcuterie board had I been Karen Hugo (laughs) I definitely feel like Like, Karen will do what's good for the betterment of the group. And that's why I respect Karen more than I respect Giselle because Karen has a sense of maturity and grace about her that Giselle will never have until she gets therapy and healing. And I definitely, I love that moment as well. Just her being able to say, you know what? I apologize to the kids. And she even said, and you, because I'm not trying to hurt you. I was just, you know, giving my two cents. But if it hurts you guys that deeply, like I apologize for it. I felt like that was really big of her because- I do feel like Giselle was using the kids as a shield too much. Like the kids knew y'all asses wasn't supposed to be together from day one. Like <laughs> them kids was happy y'all asses wasn't together. So they warned your ass. So you got what you was looking for, you know? And so I was just happy to see that the two OGs of the show were able to make up for now and at least put it to rest for now because I'm, I'm over Giselle and Jamal and this whole thing because it's, it's old. Like, girl, you knew what you were stepping into when you got into it. You laid with the pig and you shocked that you got dirty. Like, it, it just you, is what it is. You saying that you knew about this information but when everybody has asked you about it, you try mm-hmm. to deny it. So how are you so hurt by some shit you already knew? Because if Monique would have brought thing. that shit up instead of acting like, it, like you didn't know, bitch, you're already caught. She read your man number out verbatim. I'd have been like, I mean, you know, I understand your tactic. I already knew about that. So was this supposed to be to embarrass me? Like I would have right. stood 10 toes in my exactly. had I knew exactly. about it. I don't, you know what? I don't think Giselle knew. I think that Monique embarrassed her. She probably got a hold of Jamal ass after that and was like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Mm-hmm. What is she talking about? And mm. then now you know everything. I think that that's exactly what happened because Damn. you seemed like you were shook when the messages came she to did. you. She did. She seemed shook. So baby, you she didn't know about that part of that show. And it's talking about me and Jamal are here. We here. Girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't Y'all deal with there. I don't I don't deal with niggas that are verbally and emotionally abusive to me. Yeah. For you to even think that it's cool to say that you cool with a nigga that has consistently violated you and emotionally violated your ass, you are a simple ass bitch. And I try not to judge women for going through stuff with men that they love because maybe I've well, love is pushing it. I've been through it before. Mm-hmm. experiencing caring about somebody and knowing that they was on some bullshit and then still trying to work through it a unhealed cc yeah and clearly giselle is unhealed but baby you 50 yeah I'm only 29 yeah and if i got it together by 23 it's 23 i need you to i need you to that's over that's over because half the thing age. is you like misery so you it's being healed makes you uncomfortable 
it makes you uncomfortable because why else would you say that that something speak on it has hurt you so deeply and you choose to keep dealing with it it. you live for chaos and i promise you life is so much more peaceful on the inside trust me as a bitch who used to play around with niggas who i knew was not shit it comes a certain point in time when you have to love and respect yourself enough to leave these niggas that don't mean you know well alone. I don't give a damn if you had eight kids by him. Mm-hmm. You having that man's children is not going to make him commit to you if he does not see he's already violated you. Why should he respect you? I mm-hmm. don't respect you for staying with him. So imagine how he feels. Not healing makes you uncomfortable. I just, damn. I don't understand. That's like. Deep. She stresses me out. And it's like all of that shit that you go through with Jamal and maybe some shit she probably went through in childhood or whatever the case may have been is the reason why you are such a nasty spirited woman to everybody else on the show. Like I'm not saying Monique was perfect, but her and Chris had a, I can tell that her and Chris have a very genuine and beautiful marriage. Why did you have to hate on her? Mia didn't give you the opportunity to hate on her because Mia got on your ass the first chance that she got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Karen and Ray had their issues, but they got a pretty decent marriage. <laughs> but- you know what I'm saying? Like you, it's like you hate on everybody else that's happy. And that could be you if you would just stop choosing fucking chaos. That's true. That is true. Everybody is that simple. She has messed for. Um, but that's all I got for Giselle this week. That's all I in- all the energy I got for her. So what's tea is a, into- well, it's not a new segment, but it has a name. I like yes, it. yes, like yes, that. yes. So let's move right on into what's tea. And guys, we pull these questions as inspiration from the shows that we watch. So um, the questions we're going to talk about today are basically kind of pulled from Potomac and things that they were dealing with. And we kind of want to talk about today in our personal lives. So the first yeah. one is, how has COVID shifted your re- reality? I know we talked about this a bit regarding Robin and how COVID affected her and like putting her kind of a place of depression, anxiety. Like how has that affected you? since COVID happened? Who on so many different levels. And it, so when COVID started, I actually was not working. I quit my mm. job again to go and work mm. for myself. Um, and the way that COVID initially affected me, I allowed my family to bully me and scare me into getting a real job. Cause like, we didn't know what this thing was going to do, but Bon Vivant Trust is really thrived like it thrived because women weren't able to get into hair salons so it mm-hmm. was like boom can you make me a wig can, yeah. you, can you install my hair I need yeah some. so like business was really great for me unfortunately it did scare me a little bit so I did go back into the workforce just so I could have some health benefits because it's like I don't know when this shit is gonna stop but I feel like COVID really grounded me because I couldn't go anywhere and just get up and go spend my money on food. I had to learn how to cook the stuff that I like. <laughs> um, it kept me in the house. It kept me sane. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to have, I, I thought that I was going to have me a little face. A little you know, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I just got thing, a relationship. Yeah, you know, I got in a relationship <laughs> about, this is what, two, it was, almost two years since I've been in our relationship I'm like I think well I know that I'm healed like I'm ready to start mm-hmm. dating again and then yeah. COVID hit and it was like whoop psych yeah you thought so mm-hmm. um it definitely affected my dating life 
So mm-hmm. now like I was cool on not dating and was like interested, but then I really was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. But it gave me a lot of time to like just learn myself to assess my emotions, to really mm-hmm. hone into my craft, to study mm-hmm. social media because yeah, social media is going to be my job. I'm not going to say that I wanted to, it's going to be my job. I wanted to learn all about like the influence of marketing, how to monetize um, affiliate mm-hmm. programs, things like that. So I spent my whole 2020 pretty much doing research and trying to just figure out what it is that I want, learn how to amplify my voice, um, mm-hmm. working on mending relationships with people. So I would say that, you know, unfortunately we did lose a lot of lives to covid Thank God I personally did not experience any death in my family um, due to COVID, but I did get the opportunity to like really just better myself during COVID. So COVID Mm. was like a blessing in disguise to me for me to just be able to sit down. Like I can't go nowhere. I can't do shit. So all I had time to do was to research and think and pour into myself. So it had a pretty positive impact on me, but I'm ready for the shit to be over with. Yeah, no, that's all really good. Like for me, COVID taught me that like how much I actually need a morning routine because when I was going to work and I was actively getting dressed and leaving the house, I saw it as like vital to like really kind of prep myself for the day and like prep myself for the enemy because the enemy comes in different ways and different parts of the day. And so that was like, I would get up at like 4.30, go work out pray, meditate, do my affirmations in the mirror, listen to the inspirational message on the way to work, read when I got to work. Cause I would get to work early. So I would have some alone time. And like when COVID hit, it was like, I don't need that. And then my spirit was like, bitch, yes, you do. Because that's when like the seasons of like content creator block hit me and just not feeling good enough in some ways. Like I, I posted on my podcast, you know, a good bit and then I just went to a place of like I'm gonna butt in yeah sure because you know I live for rough cut reality check when I (laughs) told you the plays that you have on that one episode a majority of them shits is from me because (laughs) I can't like it's like to be sentimental for real like that shit about just taking a leap of faith and stuff like that like I really had to give that to you like I feel like a lot of my friends that are younger than me, like y'all are just so wise and y'all have such old souls. And I know that's why we mesh, but like I cried so many times to that episode because it's like, damn, like I really fucking needed to hear this because like I said, when COVID happened, I let my family scare me into going back into corporate America. And I knew Mm -hmm. that that job was not for me because of all of the shit that transpired when I was there. And you Mm -hmm. dropped that episode and I listened to it. Literally, I was on, you dropped the episode and I was on my way to work. And because Mm -hmm. your episodes aren't as long, I was like, by the time I pulled to the parking lot, I was like, you know what? I got to get the fuck up out this job. Like, literally, I'm just like, you do so many things that if you are serious and you can put forth the real effort, like, you can really do this. Yeah. And it's time I feel like I'm down. It's always a Beyonce documentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure right. Tierra Walker's um, video about how she quit her serving job and became a full-time hmm. YouTube person and your episode a rough cut reality check like <laughs> brings me to where I need to be yeah. at every time so I just have to give that sidebar and if y'all are listening to this make sure y'all no. subscribe to my good sis podcast rough cut Thank reality you. check because she be giving a good word 
that's really important because the way you're not good enough beat my ass during COVID and just that saboteur spirit Mm because like it's like your subconscious mind and your conscious mind and my subconscious mind be whooping my ass so that's kind of where your saboteur lives and during COVID because I wasn't getting up and feeding my spirit being a Pisces we need we gotta be fed like we need the affirmations I need all the shit that people talk about I need all that because if I don't have it my spirit will go into autopilot and bitch autopilot we ain't got nothing we ain't got no nutrients we ain't got no affirmations we ain't got no scriptures we ain't and like, I, I can't stay in that place because if I stay in that place, I'm not going to create, I'm not going to innovate, I'm not going to evolve, I'm not going to reinvent. And I noticed that pattern in myself, I'm not going to work out. And so recently I was just like, we got to do better because we can't let the pandemic, just because it's a pandemic, whoop our ass and like make us feel like where we are right now is all we're ever going to be. And that's kind of where, I, and that's why I kind of related to Robin. Cause it was like, that shit is real. Like it'll make you yeah. like, it's debilitating. You don't want to get up. You don't want to go work out. You don't want to eat good. You don't want to do the things that make you happy. You don't want to put mm-hmm. into your craft. You don't want to network. Cause you don't feel like nobody wants to talk to you. And you don't feel like you got anything to offer to a networking mixer. And it's like, bitch, no, like just go do it. Like what you have right now is enough to go do some shit. And right. I think you posted something on Instagram the other day. I think you had like a little moment where you were like, this is your sign that like you have what you need to do. And I was like, man, I needed this because I okay. feel like a failure, bro. <laughs> like, let, let me tell you, I wonder if the replay is available. So very much a, a quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. I, I had a moment, like literally what you're talking about right now. I feel like, my soul is trying to like creep into this because when I took the opportunity to work from home, it was because I knew that I was going to go to school before I told anybody that I was even applying to try to see if I could get into school. And I made the decision to step down from the position I was doing as a manager at Mm -hmm. my job. And I just had so many like ideas of what I felt like things was going to be and I'm like oh the money is good because I've been stacking I've been saving yeah and I feel like the way that God always tests me is like when I'm about to leave a job or I'm about to do something that's going to possibly change my lifestyle everything goes wrong like mm-hmm. bill higher than it was supposed Girl. to be. something happened with the damn car like it's always something it's like let me see if I'm gonna break her let me see if she gonna go running back to the job so I feel like in this moment, I'm really just trying to go to sleep praying over myself and waking up praying over yeah. myself before I even deal with the outside world because mm-hmm. I know what I'm capable of. And if I like that Pisces shit, like if I'm not affirming myself, because I really don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about other people affirming. Exactly. Me. Exactly. But like if I gotta I'm do not it for affirming me. myself because I'm letting fear get the best of me. Yes. Then it will cause me to not perform or not to do certain things so it's like we already have it yeah that's the thing it's like we already got that shit and typically people who got pisces somewhere in their chart specifically in your top three bitch you typically creative as fuck and it's like creatives i feel like we have it so hard because like we're already very guarded about our work we our work requires Mm -hmm. us to also be vulnerable and vulnerability before it can get to that place of like it being powerful is scary as fuck and it's like, you got to push past the scary phase to get to the point of like you stepping into boldness and power in your vulnerability. And I think I'm like right. in between, like I'm trying to push myself out, out of this shit and like get to the place where it's like, I'm not ashamed or like I feel courageous yeah. and all these great things. But like, 
it's a lot. It's heavy. It it's is. heavy on the spirit. <laughs> and while you don't need outside validation, I feel like that's why it's important to keep people around you who speak life into you and speak mm-hmm. life into you mm-hmm. genuinely. Like I reckon, well, I wouldn't yep. say reconcile because we weren't at odds, but I reconnected with someone who was a very important part of my life yesterday. We went and did lunch and like mm-hmm. just being able to talk and feeling like, even though we haven't really talked like that in the last two years, mm-hmm. to feel that same safe space space open up for the both of us like I'm glad that I was like a little faded because I feel like (laughs) I probably would have cried in the restaurant yeah in that moment like when I tell you like that's I'm like I'm constantly praying for genuine friend circles because I Mm -hmm. know people who are creatives and I know like you know just how we can benefit off one another but at the same time like you have to want it for yourself like I know people who are creative and then they kind of like sulk in their misery so now it's Mm -hmm. like I want to be your friend but I gotta pull away I can't can't allow that shit yes rub off on me and I feel like COVID did that to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that's honestly the reason why like a lot of friendships that I was in start to kind of drift because Mm -hmm. of the sulking and it's like I sulk enough on my own I can't do it okay I can't I can't deal with nobody else's sulking that's another thing about me it's like I might have a season but I'm not going to invite nobody in it with me like I can't do two people I can't I can only handle myself because it's enough trying to pull my (laughs) my ass out of this season I can't handle two spirits that are like being dragged down and so I definitely relate to that so I'm in a place now where I'm trying to get my morning routine back together and get back in the gym in the morning so I'll report back on how that's going for me girl (laughs) but so much routine into my life yeah like honestly routine yeah that's that's a big thing for me because I'm also very much of a free spirit so I feel like subconsciously I rebel against routine but consciously I need it and so I'm trying to find a balance of like having routine but leaving room for spontaneity too so I don't feel like my life is just completely mm-hmm. caged by a schedule and so that's something I'm working on now yeah. but anyway um how has forgiveness um well is forgiveness as important as receiving an apology and I think that's an important question to think about because some people like I need an apology but even if they get the apology they're like I don't forgive you yet and some people are like I don't need it Forgiveness is for me, so I'm going to forgive you regardless. Do you want me to answer that as a Taurus? I want you to answer it as Cece. <sighs> Honey. <laughs> so, for me, I don't need your apology if your apology is not sincere. Okay. Forgiveness is for you because I feel like that's how you truly move on from a situation. So... I feel like forgiveness is definitely more important than actually receiving an apology because Mm -hmm. somebody can give you an apology and not really mean that shit. But for you to be able to step outside of yourself and be like, this person hurt me and take a look at it like, well, they're hurting as well. And although it's not an excuse, I'm going to forgive them, but it's also forgive them. Quoted from the great Lauren Conrad, I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to forget you. Yeah. Yeah, like that's pretty much how I feel like I am in my life. Like once you, I, and you know what's so crazy? I was literally talking about this on Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. because there was some Drea who's also a Taurus just talking about how mm-hmm. like she don't understand how people are loyal to people after they wrong them. Like I don't owe you nothing, and like she was just saying, you know, like I'm not. And I was just like, yeah, like once you wrong me, like you're dead to me. Like it's nothing, mm-hmm. it's nothing you can say for me to feel comfortable enough to trust you. 
because mm-hmm. I'm there like why would you violate me like that like that's kind of yeah. how I feel so it's like once I forgive the situation like rather you apologize or not it's like cool like if you grow that's fine but like I won't be around to find out about it because I'm just mm-hmm. cool off you so I don't really think that an apology is as important as forgiveness or at least not to me like no I agree and forgiveness yeah. is for you and if I choose to forgive you or not and move forward like you don't have a say so on that and I feel like a lot of people don't like to control the fact that when they hurt someone they want mm-hmm. you to forgive them and then accept all of them back and it's like yeah. you don't get that choice no. once you once you <laughs> once you violate it in that in that realm like you don't get to tell me how I go about moving with you just because yeah. you said you're sorry yeah I have lovingly I have lovingly had to let people go. And it's like, I forgive you, but you no longer will have access to my life, period. Like, mm-hmm. I have no animosity. I wish you the best. Hope God's blessing still rain down. Wish you all the greatest, but you won't be here. You won't see, you don't know, be a part of my life. You won't hear the wins and losses of my life. You won't get to know me intimately anymore. And I think yep. we need to make that normal. Like, it's okay to be like, I forgive you, but no longer will you have access to me. And I was watching this interview I know people, you know, they got Oprah on fire a little bit, but I was watching one of her Super Soul Sunday interviews and it was with RuPaul and I've been watching a lot of Drag Race. I've always been a fan of Drag Race, but I've been like binging it a lot lately. And I love RuPaul just because of like, of course, his life. And he gives so many little wisdom nuggets throughout the show too that makes Drag Race really valuable. And I, was, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back and see if I can find some interviews. I was like, he must have some really good quality interviews because he dropped gems on the show. And he did this really good interview with Oprah and he was talking about how um, typically when people wrong you, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. And that's why forgiveness is so important because typically the shit they do to you, it ain't really even personal. Like it's shit connected mm-hmm. to them, their childhood, their mama, their daddy, their ex. It has nothing to genuinely do with because of you wrong them. And yeah. it just made me realize like, yeah, that's, that's why forgiveness is so important because typically it's not even connected to you personally anyway. So just forgive it, let it go. You don't have to let them back in if that's not your type of person, but it is for the betterment of your future that you let it go and truly move on. And I was like, I just love this because like typically it it has nothing to do with you. And that lets you release hurt quicker. It lets you release hurt quicker and peacefully sleep at night and move on with your life because they got their own shit to deal with. Let it go and let them live and let them And heal. you know what's crazy? That just kind of goes back to what I say about Giselle living in mm-hmm. chaos. I feel like that's, yeah. the, that's the case with a lot of people because, and let me just stand up for myself in this moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get the role of like the negative Nancy or a bitch mm-hmm. a lot, but it's like, mm-hmm. and it's because I acknowledge how people have hurt me and then I don't give them the opportunity to fuck with me ever again so then mm-hmm. that brick wall becomes here and it's yeah. like oh she's so mean she it's like but you aren't telling people how you violated me yeah you aren't telling people the reason behind why I am the way that I am with you and it's because I know not to take shit personal and mm-hmm. I can't make you go heal yourself but what I'm I right. can do it's not my job what I can do is stop you from invading my space. Mm-hmm. What I can do is stop you from hurting me even more. So you got to go. And mm-hmm. that is one thing that I'm glad that I did mm-hmm. learn. I definitely, there are some, a lot of things that I still want to work on about myself, but being able mm-hmm. to acknowledge when somebody hurt me and it not 
be about me it's cool yeah. because it's like you you can be sorry and maybe somewhere yeah. along the lines we may not ever be bffs again but we can mm-hmm. we, hey how are you we can say hey we can but be you ain't you will never be have access to my personal life my personal it'll never I'm be visited. intimate again and i think that's yeah. okay it's like I, I don't wish you no harm no ill at all but ever. i can truthfully say like I wish you the best, but I just don't want you in my intimate life anymore. And that's okay. We can cordially say hello if I see you in public, but you're not going to know my deep, dark secrets and what I'm dealing with in my day-to-day life and my wins. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't want that no more. Like, I choose to protect myself from you because you're not my type of person. And I've realized that through experience with you. Mm. And that's okay. And that took me years to accept too, CC. Like, it took me a while to realize, like, it's not about me. Because as a Pisces, my Pisces son, honey, be whooping my ass. I'd be taking shit personal and, like, getting in my feelings and it's like girl ain't nothing to do with you it ain't got nothing to do with you and when I realized that it was okay we can heal we can move on and we can truly truly let this go and when that happened for me it was just like so much like spiritual weight just left my body I literally felt so much lighter because I've been holding on to like oh it's because me how can I fix this how can I change them how can I push them to healing it's like bitch you can't do shit you can't do shit yeah. but heal and move on it's not your job and i feel like with my capricorn yeah. rising we feel like we gotta be everybody's mama and we gotta fix everything mm-hmm. and we gotta and girl, my i'm just like girl rising too i'm like that, that it's like girl that's not your job it's yep. not your job because people who want to be helped will accept it or change on their own because they have mm-hmm. they know how to check themselves yeah and like they have accountability people who don't will constantly either gaslight you or mm-hmm. move the goalposts and then try mm-hmm. to make it seem as though it's you that's the problem so I yep. girl I'm just like <sighs> I forgive you and I forget you I don't wish no ill no harm against exactly. nobody even if you wrong me I've had girl. people do some very disgusting things to me and then try to paint me as the villain and it's mm-hmm. like even still it takes a lot I feel like of spiritual work and maturity yep. to just be like you know what I wouldn't spit on your ass if you was on fire but I mm-hmm. also don't wish no bodily harm to you you literally yeah. just do not exist in my world I don't see you I don't acknowledge you you do mm-hmm. not exist mm-hmm. and that's it it is what it is it is what yep. it is so the last piece right the last piece um of what's tea the last question of the week is could you reconcile with someone who has spoken ill of your family you know ill of you or your family should i say okay because i was gonna say that's a little tricky with with people who don't really like who aren't really close to their family such as i i'm close with my mom but like i do have kind of a troubled situation with my siblings and my dad so i'm not gonna say i wouldn't care but it wouldn't hurt me so bad to where I'm like, I can never deal with you because like, shit, I'm dealing with some shit with them. So like, I honestly can't say it would hurt me that bad that I wouldn't be able to like reconcile with, reconcile with you and figure out what made you say that or why you feel that way or what your experience was with them because I've had some experience with them that haven't been the greatest. And so I think it just depends on your family dynamic and your personal relationship with your family. Now, if you said something about my mama, we fight, period. No, no, I'm beating your ass because that's my mama's like my everything, my best friend, like it's my little boo. You can't say that about my mama. But I feel like in that situation, it is almost re- irreconcilable or you got to have a good enough apology or reason that made you say something about my mother to make me want to forgive you and reconcile and fix it. But I feel like, you know, <laughs> the person my family, I wouldn't be as hurt. I'd be willing to hear you out and figure out what the issue was because I know 
parts of my family can be a little difficult to deal with. Um, and if it was something about right. me, yeah, if it was something about me, I feel like it would depend on, again, our personal relationship. Was I close to you? Did I consider you a sister or a brother or a really best friend of mine? And you went and did some foul shit to me. Then, yeah, we got a problem. We got we got a real serious issue that may not be able to go back to the way it was. But again, to go back to the previous statement question, mm-hmm. I'll forgive you for myself, but we'll probably never be intimate again. Um yeah. So it, I think it depends on the level of relationship and how close we are. If I don't know you and you say some ill shit about me, I really don't care. Like it don't change my bills. It don't pay my bills. It don't change my life or anything. But if you're someone that's really close to me and I've shared very special things with you, then yeah, that'd be very difficult for me. So for me, I'm just going to say I'm not reconciling. Um, I feel the same way. I feel the same way with you on the it has to be certain family members because I'm gonna just keep it a buck. I don't really see it for a lot of them niggas. So I very much understand when it's like you say something about like I'm not gonna agree with you and be like, yeah, but like in my head, I'm right. thinking, bitch, I understand. Maybe but <laughs> it depends on who it is and what yeah. exactly is said. There are a few people in my life who like, if you speak on them, period, I'm, you're not even going to be able to finish because I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth. That's my mama, period. Like it's, it's, it's done. done. It's done. But I'm, we're so similar in that way. Y'all mm-hmm. like, I, I just feel like for me, because these last three years, I tell people I feel like I've been on like such an emotional roller coaster, and I've been going. It's been people who I've considered close friends and people who I've been cool with that have just violated me in ways that I would have never expected, and it has definitely got me to a point where I feel like I'm almost afraid to be too vulnerable with people, mm-hmm. and it makes me yeah. cognizant of what I share. But I don't feel like you can hold everything in. Cause you have to mm-hmm. let some stuff out, but I feel like because I've been hurt so much by people who I have trust and I do love, it makes it hard for me to open up yeah. to people. So when people violate me to the point where they like talk crazy about me or you speak on something personal, there is no coming back from that. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's almost like the, the term of like, you can't expect your, expect you from other people. I don't give a damn what we've gone through what you've said to me, how you've hurt me. I don't go and share nobody's personal, private, intimate business with nobody. Why? Because I have enough shit going on in my own life that I could talk about if I needed a conversation starter. And I feel like sometimes people's way of bonding is through putting other people's business out there. And I don't like that. I've experienced that happening to me and not even necessarily my business because it's been lies or shit that has like not happened in the ways that has been conveyed but I just feel like once you if you just violate me period there is no reconciling like I don't have to hate you but I'm cool Mm -hmm. off you we will never be cool again I don't ever have to acknowledge you you're more than likely going to be blocked so it's Mm -hmm. like I'm good like yeah reconcile for what when you show me who you are and even if you show me who you are while you are hurting girl that's unfortunate I hope that you heal but bitch that ain't my problem and I'm cool I don't want no parts period you better think I tell people so often 
You need to be cautious if you intend to ever cross me. You need to make mm-hmm. sure that I am somebody who you can handle never hearing from again. Because yeah. if I tell you, I will have a mental exactly. girl for your ass so Ex- quickly. Like, I don't know if that's a Pisces or Capricorn I'm thing good. because we're very, like, we have that in common. Because I'm so, once I'm done, like, I'm a Pisces, I will give you, my thing is, I will give you chances. Like, I will, like, if you having a bad day or whatever, like, we, it's not as detrimental. It's little it's chances, like, though. Yeah. Right. We don't need to, we don't, we haven't had a fallout, but we've had, like, a little argument, whatever, whatever, misunderstanding. Oh, you know, but, bitch, when I get to the point where I'm done, like, I, you, you don't exist, like, you really don't exist to me. Like, I will block you and there is, there's nothing I have to say. Like, at that point, all yeah. the love I used to have, all the compassion, girl, let's go do this, boy, let's go you don't I don't fucking know you and it's scary yeah. how like I can really I don't know if it's like the duality of the Pisces fish like we stream upstream and down but bitch when I start going down it's a wrap like, <laughs> it's I don't have rap. nothing else to talk about it's a like, wrap and it's and- so crazy how we can go between each of those emotions like once I'm at a point where I'm literally done with you you'll never have to worry again <laughs> yeah. speaking never- of that in relation to housewives I feel like this is a lot of those <clears throat> things too. Mm-hmm. I have to ask this question because I see it floating around a lot and I just want to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about women who don't really keep female friends or somebody who cycles through friends a lot? I'm gonna let you think on it, but I want to answer it first because okay. that's how I feel about myself. Okay, I'm not someone who I feel like has very many female friends because I just don't trust bitches. And it's not that mm-hmm. men are better because child men Niggas. gossip just as much, if not more than yeah. women. Period. I'm not giving men mm-hmm. that pass. But I feel like a lot of the women who I have been cool with have hurt me far more than the men who I consider guy friends who I consider to be brothers. Don't get me wrong. I have had guy friends that have done some very stupid shit to me. But mm-hmm. I feel like the women have been a lot messier. And that's the, the same goes when it comes down to family. Like I've had cousins who I'm just like, yeah, I'm good off you in the mm-hmm. ways that you violated me because it's like, why did you need to do that? And what was yeah. the reason? So, yeah. yeah, I I feel like I see a lot of people like, oh, I don't trust bitches that don't keep female friends. But it's like, girl, I'm probably the most trustworthy person that I know. And I yeah. don't label it down to a sex because we all know as women how yeah, exactly. messy and chaotic women can be. I feel like right. being able to hold on to a friend, period, is good because there are far more people who are not genuine in this world than people who are so it makes sense to be someone of good spirit and not have a lot of friends or not Mm -hmm. keep a lot of people around because everybody ain't able that was more so my like side eye to those comments it's like if you can't keep a friend period like I don't care if you have more guy friends or more female mm-hmm. friends because I have some guy friends and I have female friends but it's like if you can't hold a friend period it might be you because the girl dynamic is not for everybody some women we got estrogen and we're women but we prefer the company of men that's totally okay but it's like if you can't keep either one in your circle then it might be more of like a personal issue are you a good friend period are you able to be a friend to someone else mm-hmm. as you receive that friendship are you able to reciprocate and so that's more so like the reason why I may side eye somebody who's like, I ain't have no friend. I can't, I, I'm my own friend, bitch. Really? Or like, what's wrong with you? You know? Yeah. So for me, I don't really cycle through friends. I've dropped 
maybe like it's, if I'm talking about like close girlfriends, I've probably dropped two in my life that are like really close to me. Like we share stuff together, blah, blah, blah. And like I said, when I drop you, you don't exist. Like I'm, I'm good off you at all. Yeah. One tried to like make her come back and like, she would text me. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to give you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not in that space with you. Even this literally was my sister. And I'm just not in that space with you no more. I can't fake it. Like I'm not a faker. What's on my face is going to be what's in my mind. And if I'm not there with you, you're going to know it. And so I can't lead you on to think that we can reconcile or fix it. So it's like, mm-hmm. when I'm done, I'm done. But I am also a really good friend in return. I like to think so. There's always room for improvement. I got things I need to work on because I don't really answer FaceTimes. I need to call people sometimes, check on them. I'm working on that. But if you need me, bitch, for something, I'm fucking there. I'm on the road. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in support. Right. And so what I ask for, I feel like I give. And so I, I feel like that's why I've been able to, I attract those type of women as well. And I've been able to maintain those women. Bitch, teach because me because I'm tired me, of being the fucking cup that's pouring. Listen, and I say, like when you like a people pleaser, because I had, I see that you got to set boundaries. So you got to get people boundaries and you got to lovingly set boundaries. And if they don't like your boundaries, they're not supposed to be your friend. The people yep. that I set boundaries for that are in my life, they respect those boundaries. They give me boundaries. It is what it is. We love each other. Mm-hmm. We move on. And some people, they want to be able to drink, 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 drink from your cup and not pour nothing in there. And bitch, you're not going to drink all my tea and not Giselle. give me none. Because what's Giselle. tea? What's tea? Giselle. <laughs> if you Giselle. ain't got no tea for me, I ain't got no tea for you. And I had Girl. to let bitches, that's one of the girls I had to let go. Like she just, she wanted to put me on a shelf. And when she was ready, she would come around like, girl, no, ma'am, I'm not a friendship option and I'm not going to put up with it, period. Yep. And it's like, I have to say this in per record, like, I just appreciate like our budding friendship, me and mm-hmm. Jay's budding friendship, mm-hmm. like just in the other women who have been uplifting me through everything mm-hmm. I've been going through, because I feel like I am such a giver. And that is that Pisces people, please yeah. shit. We're but givers. Like, yeah, like having people who I don't have to ask to be my friend, people who just mm-hmm. show up because they genuinely want to. Like, I feel like I just don't feel like I've truly experienced that the way that I'm starting mm-hmm. to experience it in adulthood. And like, do you feel like that's probably kind of like a reason why Robin hangs on to Giselle because she doesn't want to let it go? Because I just don't feel like Giselle gives as much to Robin mm-hmm. as Robin gives to her. And I feel like that's another piece of remorse that I have for Robin is just like girl like if you would just let go I promise you God will bless you with more like I was just tweeting this morning like I'm just so grateful for the space that I'm in because right Mm -hmm. now I am really vulnerable like I need to figure out what I'm gonna do as far as work and like you know Mm -hmm. oh like it's so many things that I can do I just need to stop having scattered brain buckle down and get to it yeah so having people around me who genuinely love me and pour into me and not like oh well girl I know you got this going on but let me take 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 from you yeah because old me will be like just drop everything that I have going on and go run to the rescue to people and it's like I need that pour back into me Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, like and you might be in a place in your life where you're starting to attract that you know sometimes take a while you know the universe want to make sure you heal make sure you ready because you don't want to break the fragile things that come into your life and so maybe you're in a place now where it's like your spirit is really ready to receive you know and 
it's just time to adapt like, to it I and enjoy that it. and I feel mm-hmm. that and that's why I'm just like like even like I told you like just going to lunch with that old friend like mm-hmm. it just felt good to feel like damn even after all this time this safe space is still here and I know that what yeah. I discussed with you is not going to go elsewhere and the same yeah. for you when it comes mm-hmm. to me I just don't believe in sharing other people's personal yeah. private business with other people whose business is not even if we even if we all know each other and it's mutual mm-hmm. I'm good yeah I'm good so let's jump Ooh, to the game because we spent a lot tea. of time. Yes, like we spent a <laughs> lot of time on that. So the game of the right. going to do kill, fuck, marry the husband edition. Um, so you want to go first? <clears throat> you want me to go first? You can go because I'm still trying to think of the last one. So when it comes down to kill, I'm so sorry because I don't wish death on people, but I could yeah. definitely do without Michael Darby. I mean, that's, that's everybody. Like, it's a, a given. So it is a no-brainer to just get him out the way. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't really care for the way that he treated Ashley last season, but you know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, people want to tolerate their own toxic shit in their relationship. Yeah. It's their prerogative, that's their business, but Michael mm-hmm. would never even be an option for me, not even to marry, not to fuck. So I have no choice but to kill him. He is the only one that is right. an obvious option I did not have to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Who cheeks would I clap? I feel like Eddie would just be boring. Sorry, Eddie. Oh, yeah. If you ever listen to this, you're just, I feel like you're just like such a good guy. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that good men don't give like quality sex but mm-hmm. like it will have to be between Juan and Gordon I'm sorry I just don't not Gordon oh my god and the only reason why I say Gordon is because it's like you with me a wild ass so I know you into some shit so oh it might hit <laughs> for aesthetic purposes and the fact that I feel like men that are in the league are whores mm-hmm of course I'm period period <laughs> and that sounds so horrible like god please don't shit that type of shit into my life i promise you i'm good right but well, this is a game this is a game it's a game let's not take me too serious don't send me no right. one that's nigga now nah, they, they in the league <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're good man nah, nah. gotcha yeah. so mary i would have to say eddie because the way that really? Wendy adores him the way that eddie shows up for wendy mm-hmm as far as like the good side of a man, because I mean, that's really all that I see for Eddie mm-hmm. is like, he just seems like just such a good person. He's very mm-hmm. supportive. He doesn't let Wendy run over him because Wendy can be very like, mm-hmm. when it's like, when she's she do got that soft Eddie, voice. She do got that soft voice with Eddie. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie calm her down. So I don't know, maybe I could have threw Eddie in that. You might give that, a little that, choke, choke yeah, in the room. Shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. And it do be the quiet one. So it do. But you know, um, I would definitely say I would marry Eddie. I just really love the fact that him and Wendy, like marriage is like, they're friends you can tell that they're mm-hmm. friends you can tell that he genuinely loves her and he cares about mm-hmm. her and he's supportive and on top of that he has no problem with allowing wendy to be herself i don't know if men gonna be listening to this but for me a very big thing for me when it comes down to dating men especially now it's just mm-hmm. like i need to be with somebody that allows me to be cc at cc's full capacity yeah i cannot deal with someone who wants to minimize who i am 
Because mm-hmm. if I want to post a picture on Instagram where a cheek out and where comfort in is out, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> little comfort yeah. and little in is out. Yeah. <laughs> then I need you to be under my pictures gassing me like, right. that's my wife. You look yeah. fuck good. Yeah. I'm lucky ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's the energy that Eddie gives behind Wendy. And so yeah. many men are so insecure about having a bad bitch. I just don't want to ever date a man that feels that, that like, it's yeah. just, you know, I don't want Yeah. Me. So I would definitely okay. marry Eddie. So that's it for me. Obvious reasons. Kill Michael. Sorry. Don't wish, wish death on nobody, like you said, but that's just an obvious option. <laughs> Kill Michael. Um, definitely fucking one. Didn't even think twice about that. Like, what? I'm screaming. Like, and then I'm stuck between Gordon, Ray, and now Eddie, because you made such a great point. I say Gordon mm-hmm. and Ray because Gordon is older, so he's established. He got money. I ain't trying to be no poor wife. But he's also a lot of fun. He's not old and boring. He's old and he want to have a good time. So now he don't stop me from wearing her little outfits and twerking on the pole. And like he probably met Mm -hmm. her in the strip club. And then Ray, again, established, got money. I don't know if he got good money though because he did just have those tax problems. Tax problems. So I think I might eliminate Ray. And Ray is a little too old. He do be trying to stop Karen. You know, I wish you was to be at home and cooking for me. And used to be a little more submissive. So yes, I might kick Ray out. It's between Gordon and Eddie. And if I had to choose, I might say Gordon. I'll marry Gordon. Okay, Gordon. Gordon's I fun. I can he, see. The you vision. know, I have a life of opulence. You know, he, you know, they got some cute kids. So he might help make some cute babies. And he's just funny. He's fun. He's full of life. And I need that. I would need that vitality. And he has mm-hmm. that. Shout out to Gordon. <laughs> I can't wait to see him come Gordon, out. Look, y'all like Gordon is your fave right now. <laughs> he is. Gordon is your favorite house husband. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so predictions. What you got? What you got? Next week. I don't know. I feel like I probably should have rewatched the end so I could catch the glimpse. I'm not. Is the fight gonna happen between Candace and Mia? I don't think so. What the main thing from that preview was uh, Chris showing up to Candace's shoot and he looked upset because he still had his chef apron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that maybe him and Candace might get into it or he might get on Candace's mama ass for her remarks that she making towards him. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Maybe mm-hmm. Giselle will probably, um, I don't know. I feel like somehow Giselle going to be caught up in the mix of it. Cause wasn't it Giselle that was talking to her mama anyways on the sidebar? It, I feel was, like it, it was, was Karen. It was Oh no, Karen. Mia, Mia, Mia. Somebody, okay. So maybe that might be why Mia and Candace get into it because she mentioned something to Candace's so. mama about it and it's going to get brought to Candace's attention by Candace's mama that Mia Probably. stirred the pot. There we go. That's my prediction. That was going to be a part of my prediction. It wasn't going to be from the photo shoot. I was just going to predict they were going to, Candace and Mia were going to have some sort of argument. I feel like that argument is coming very soon and it could stem from the photo shoot. It, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know where else it could stem from, but that. And, you know, Candace sensitive about her man and her mama. Mm-hmm. So it could come from that. My other prediction is definitely Candace and Chris are going to have some type of sidebar argument on set. Because um, he looked pissed walking there with the apron on. So I feel like they're going to have some type of blowout. Nigga still got a cilantro on his goddamn he, on his Okay. 
he still had them black gloves on. So I feel like they're definitely going to have a sidebar disagreement at her set. And that could throw off the vibe a little bit. But that's all I got right now. Because that, that preview was a little weak. Those were kind of like, that was the main thing for me. So that's what I'm going for. As far as taking shots and sips. So next week, well, this Sunday, when the show airs, you guys got to take a shot or a sip or a gulp. Every time Candace's mama makes a shady comment or gives a shady look, and I'm sure we're going to be drunk through that whole Girl, scene say, because listen. she was making her rounds. <laughs> she was making oh, her rounds at that video oh, okay. shoot. Child, I ain't never seen a mama messier than her. She was making her rounds. With Candace's all the mom irritates me, period. She needs so much help. She yes. needs so much help. I don't see so how she help. managed to get remarried, but everybody Girl, got somebody. Listen, it ain't for me, but thank you guys for joining us for another episode of rewind and recap we look forward to getting tipsy with you guys again next week don't forget to tweet us follow us on twitter at rewind and week recap yes yeah, yeah. that mean things rewind and like spelled out recap we'll put that down in the show <laughs> notes and then what else oh tiktok don't forget to follow us on yes. tiktok because we will start reenacting it we do have some new shows that are going to be coming up because obviously potomac will be ending probably a little soon so be on the lookout mm-hmm. for that so yeah do you have anything else for these folks that's it that's it that's it we look forward to chatting with you guys next week all right y'all bye, bye. bye.